Episode 22, From Analog to Digital Marketing, The Rules Remain the Same. My conversation with Legal Marketing Services for Lawyers firm, Get Noticed, Get Founds, CEO, Mark Homer. I'm Michael D. Eisenberg. I'm the Tech Savvy Lawyer, blogging at the techsavvylawyer.page and host of the techsavvylawyer.page podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing lawyers, judges, and others in the area of law to talk about where they see lawyers new and seasoned, taking advantage of technology in their legal work, and how all lawyers can utilize technology to better their practice, improve their services to their clients, and enhance their own lives. My next guest is Mark Homer. Mark is founder and CEO of the law firm marketing agency, Get Noticed, Get Found. Mark brings over 25 years of experience in marketing and technology to help lawyers grow their law firm business. He leads an amazing team that delivers effective results to clients with a focus on matching marketing strategies to a law firm's business goals. But first, a word from this episode's sponsor, Podcorn. Are you a podcaster looking to earn some money with your podcast? Podcorn may be your answer. I've been using Podcorn to meet and engage with many potential sponsors. It was quick to sign up, easy to engage with potential sponsors, and simple to get paid for my work. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to the amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. We appreciate having you here today. And to get the ball rolling, tell us what your current tech setup is. Oh, my tech setup. Um, so I, I'm currently, as we as we record this, at my home office. I'm not at the the main office today, um, which would be usually much better because we have a full studio there. But uh, I, I'm on a Mac, um, so mm-hmm. I'm a MacBook Air and uh, latest generation because uh, I wanted the extra power, um, so I can actually push out to two different monitors. So I'm sitting here looking at a a Mac in the middle with two big monitors on the side and uh, using my uh, Yeti microphone here to talk to you. And now this has the new chip, the, the Apple no, Airbook. You know what? I, actually, you're right. I am. I am. Uh, I bought it about three months before they announced that. <laughs> so oh, oh. I, I'm not that new. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting on that. But they, that new chip actually has a uh, some interesting issues with uh, like some of the software that we were using. So I'm waiting on on a couple of things to upgrade. Like we use like Box and uh, Salesforce is fine, but Box was having some issues. Really. Um, yeah, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're releasing some new stuff. And uh, there was one other thing. But yeah, they're, they're, they're getting it worked out because it's, you know, they forced everybody to the 64-bit and all that, right? Right, right. No, I, I, I'm surprised. I haven't heard of any complaints with uh, the new Airbook. Um, the new Mac Airs uh, having any software issues yet. They're the first I've heard. Of. I'm, sure, I'm sure they're out there. Uh, yeah, just... It's just that M1 chip forcing people to, to move up. It's, um, I think there was a couple vendors. And it's, it's not like, that doesn't work, right? Especially the cloud vendors, you can use the cloud, but it's like the integration into Finder or something like that, you know, like the the syncing and some of those simple things that should be wow. simple that apparently are not as simple because they just changed the underlying, you know. Huh. Thing. So um, I, I think there's an update out there. I just haven't um, bit the bullet yet, but yeah, we'll get there. Well, you know, with the Finder, do you use Hootaspot at all? Uh, no, no, no. Hootaspot is a great like power Finder. It's like what people wanted the Apple Finder to be. Uh, you know, the spotlight. Um, and I would take a look at it. It's uh, just as it sounds, H-O-U-D-A-H-S-P-O-T. Um, and I've been using it for the last couple of years and it is really great when I need to find stuff. That's uh, awesome. And you said you had an extra monitor. What kind of monitor do you have? Uh, I just have two like um, HP, um, well, 24 inch uh, screens connected up. I, I'm kind of geeky out, right? I mean, I've got it on a bar that they're, you know, hanging off the back of the desk on the sides. and Right, right. So, yeah. Do you still use your uh, MacBook Air as a monitor as well, or is it just straight it's, to the two other monitors? It's, it's sitting on the center. In fact, the uh, <laughs> the funny, the bar that I have, like, that connects to the desk to hold the monitors. Right, right. has has a, uh, a, a like, a, a slot in the middle where, like, you can, it, it's a holder for the MacBook. So, oh, okay, so the, cool. It's, it's raised off and it's metal, right. so it actually helps heat, you know, the heat sink, right? Um, so it, it's really nice. Uh, stumbled on it on Amazon. Uh, you know, hopefully you may be willing to share a picture of that setup. Absolutely. I, 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 I'd love to see this. Um, 
I always like comparing different setups to see how people, you know, do their offices. Cause I have come across so many attorneys in the past where I said, Hey, how come you don't have a second monitor? It's like a second monitor. How do you do that? It's all that's easy on a Mac. You can put two and with most windows uh, machines, you can put on at least one. And, you know, I've come back to these people like, Oh my God, that was like the best thing ever. I'm like, you know, there you go. Um, all the more reason for them to follow the blog. But let's uh, let's start with our questions, if I may. Yeah. Um, what are three things you are finding that you have to teach tech lawyers about their digital marketing? Oh, wow. Uh, narrowed down to three, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I like to get the top three best. <laughs> um, you know, I, I thinking about it, uh, it's something I've been saying for a while, but it still, you know, surprised me that I have to like remind, you know, all the time is that, Uh, when it comes to digital marketing, everybody kind of thinks digital marketing equals website, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I need a website, right? Um, And so I'm constantly trying to teach lawyers that, you know, digital marketing is way more than just having a website. Um, In in fact, I may think, um, you know, our team tries to pull together uh, data from the previous year to look into what are the trends for the next year all the time. Um, And, and one of our, one of our trends we have for, for, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, the the pandemic and stuff is that, um, you know, the way people finding you, uh, you know, has always has become more fragmented, but it's accelerated significantly last year. Um, So the way people find, you know, law firms, um, especially their websites, you know, like just getting to the website across all the um, law firm uh, websites that we manage and host and everything, uh, we found that the percent of traffic from social media um, was almost double in 2020 versus 2019. So, just, and, and I, we kind of had a you know gut feel. I mean, you probably you know knew this, right? Like people just seem to be on Facebook a lot more and everything, right. right? During the pandemic, but the fact that that you know like is still going strong, um, and then you know like uh, we've got clients where the Google My Business profile, mm-hmm. which which you know has the phone number there, right? People don't have to actually get to your website; they get a lot of information off that Google My Business profile. We've got clients where almost 50% of the leads coming in through calls are going through that Google My Business phone number. Oh, like, wow. it, okay. Like, it, like half, right? I mean, that's crazy. Like to think that they're not, half of those people didn't even go to the website, but they went to Google, right? Um, you know, Facebook Messenger. Then there's like, you know, all these small, you know, like kind of sites and expertise sites, right? You have like expertise.com, Thumbtack in some markets works really well for lawyers. Uh, we've got um, people, you know, tell me they'll get leads on their Facebook messenger all the time, you know, and then mm-hmm. they had to start monitoring that because they didn't realize they were, you know, they were getting leads there. So just the way people are finding lawyers, I think it's become so much more fragmented and, you know, like websites important, you need a, you know, a central place to be able to capture things, but you just have to think bigger. You need to make sure you're kind of putting yourself in all the right spots. Well, let me, let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, first, you, you mentioned Facebook and Google. Is there a third social media site that you find uh, being popular right now? Yeah, I mean, well, LinkedIn's come on strong the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, there was some, you know, Microsoft's put some good investment in it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they've done some of the right things to encourage some community. And depending on your actual, um, you know, perfect client, that might you know, might be a great place um, to, to be spending time. Um, if you know, the, the traditional person would say, well, if you're B2B, you know, look into LinkedIn and it, if you're B2C, look in Facebook. However, we actually see a lot of B2B work really well on Facebook because I think it's when people are letting their guard down a little bit. Um, and uh, if you're doing any ad work like Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, the Facebook ads tend to be a little cheaper, a um, little lower conversion, but I, still the overall conversion rate tends to be better on Facebook ads than LinkedIn ads right now in terms of cost, not conversion rate, but the total cost. Right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, LinkedIn, and, and of course, we always recommend if you're going to try something um, in social media, um, spend the time where you're comfortable. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. engagement is what's more important, right? Like it's, it's one thing to just throw a bunch of stuff out there. Um, but uh, I, I always talk about social media in terms of, you know, I, I wish we would keep the term, the original term of social networking, mm-hmm. right? Because then it, it, it is much more real, right? So like when you go to a networking event, you don't just walk around and like, you know, grab PDFs, your blogs and just, you know, stick them in people's faces and, and then walk away, right? You know, like you right. actually have a conversation. Um, so social media, you know, like the more you can engage and I, I just tell people like, start with the thing you're most comfortable with. Um, if it's Facebook, that's great, you know, and, and, and get in and get in some groups and engage or, you know, put your stuff out there. If somebody comments on it, comment back, even just thank them for the comment, you know, um, but that's a big thing on, on social media. 
Well, one thing that you um, that I was thinking about while while you were talking is you know you talk about comments. So how do you compare the social media uh, site to something like Avo and those mm-hmm. other lawyer referral sites that quite frankly there seems to be a ton of them just sort of sprouting. Yeah. And you know I personally I don't get involved with that um, because one it's too many and two in my personal opinion it's like. Well, if you want to respond to any of these, you you have to you know join our club. And I'm like, I, I have no interest in joining a club or becoming a paying member, or whatever, because you know I don't want to be res- you know I don't want to be responsible for all that, and I just don't want to be a member. Uh, so how how do you compare lead generation uh, between the two? Yeah, no, great question. Um... Because it's an interesting dichotomy you're, you're setting up there. Like, so like social networking, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a different place than, mm-hmm. than these kind of like directory sites that are built specifically to help people find lawyers. Um, to be fair, I mean, they're, they're built specifically to help people find lawyers so they can make a profit. Right. People find lawyers. I mean, that, that's, right. that's like, like there, there is a profit motive there. Um, so th- that being said, um, we- we've had clients come to us and say, well, you know, like I'm paying for this, uh, you know, pick, pick one of the you know, suspects like fine law or attorney, you know, like lawyers.com or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm paying for this thing. Do I need to still pay with, pay for that? You know, now that I'm working with you guys and, and, you know, my take is always, well, is it working? You know, so let's put some measure in place. Um, if you are going to try those things, you know, you know, push them to sign up for no more than three months and then track it, you know, force them force your tracking number into their system, you know, like, like you can put things in place. And if, if it returns, if you're paying three, $400 a month and you're getting more return, you know, it's not a horrible place to, to, to be, if it's ranking in your area and that's where people are going to go find lawyers in your area, you know, may want to be there. Um, Avo is interesting. Um, like we've actually seen, uh, it depends on the market, but we've seen Avo, you know, cause it skyrocketed, right? I mean, it was crushing the search engines. Um, and we saw it like it's dipped down a lot. Um, but I, you know, they're also one of many players at, at one company now. Right. So they're the internet brands. So I think right. Ava, when they were truly Avo and they were, they were trying to, to build something different, um, you know, and kept hitting their, the uh, brick wall, I think, as they were trying to do that with Mark and, and the team over there, um, you know, like there, there were some interesting possibilities there. Uh, once they got bought by essentially a lead generation company. Right, right. Like they became a lead generation, you know, engine, you know, so lawyers.com, Avo, no, all those kind of um, feed from the same kind of source there. So as soon as you kind of get into one, they're going to call you about the others. Um, that being said, Avo is a great place. If you need reviews and, um, you know, you're working with somebody and they say, I'm just not going to put my name. I'm not going to tie it to an email address. Avo is one of the few places that still ranks with reviews that allows anonymous reviews. So you know, it's good for that. But isn't that a little bit unfair to the attorney? In terms of? Well, you know, not every review is going to be fantastic. And then on the flip side, you know, what if one attorney starts putting up, if you will, false reviews? Yeah. So they, they um, Avo was uh, all along one of the ones that you could reach out to and was quicker to kind of like flag things for you. Right. Right. Um, so they're a little bit friendlier on that because I, I think they have to be because they're anonymous, right? I mean, it's, it's not like Yelp where you get a review up there and if it's usually the negative ones that show up um, and it's right. impossible to get down, um, you know, Google my business, uh, you know, you can just overcome it with, you know, positive reviews, but Yelp's really hard to get positive reviews. Right? So I, we could spend, an hour podcast talking about reviews, man. Um, I, I, it's funny. I, I'll bring them up in the one, you know, the CLE idea or something like that. It's always one of the slides, and I, I bet it ends up being half or more of the questions at the end. They're all around reviews. Well, so before we talk about ethics and digital marketing, which I, I do want to ask you about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned that lawyers were uh, needing to be taught about their digital marketing was websites. However, I think that was one, and we're trying to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we got to get two more. <laughs> yeah, so the other two. Um, so one of the other things I, I've been talking about um, over the past couple of years is, is this idea that, you know, um, we work with law firms or I see what how a lot of law firms work with or, you know, either doing on their own or their market agency is they spend all this time and money trying to get the lead, you know, mm-hmm. whether they're paying paid advertising, doing spend a lot of money on search engine optimization, content marketing, they spend all this time and money there. But then they don't have any like tactics or systems to like, 
capture an email or do any follow-up. Right. Right. Um, and so it's, it's like, you're paying for this big funnel that it's, if they don't make it in as a client and that day they call or, or send your email in, then they're gone. Right. So, right. Um, so, you know, I'm really big on like what I call kind of controlling your audience as much as you can. Right. Like it, it's as soon as somebody comes in your website, do you have a way to like, you know, entice them to capture an email? Um, are you tagging them for remarketing in like Facebook or, or Google um, even just with brand remarketing, you know, sometimes depending on your practice area, you can't really, um, remarket certain ways, right? You can't remarket if you're, uh, targeting like a car accident, you know, victims and stuff like that, but that's a whole ethics issue. Um, it, not even ethics, that is a Facebook ethics and Google ethics, not a, a legal ethics. Um, but, uh, you know, but still like just tracking that, you know, um, tagging them, remarketing them, uh, uh emailing, creating, I mean, email is still such a cheap way to follow up with people who've already came to your website somehow, Right. Um, and I think that a lot of uh, lawyers just forget that part because they spend so much time and effort on the, the lead flow and they get en enough to get going, but you could take the exact same amount of spend you're doing on marketing, bump up the um, you know, lead capture and follow-up and uh, probably have you know, a significant bump in business. Um, so that'd be the second one. And then uh, the third one, uh, I'm always kind of you know, reminding people is that at the end of the day, um, you know, lawyers, uh, like you know, a lot of times the, the websites, they're very... Um, stoic, I guess, for lack of a better term, but you know, at the end of the day, people hire people. Um, so right. law firms that can show their uh, underlying unique personality um, of, you know, not, not even just the lawyer, right? The key team, maybe um, whatever that underlying unique personality is. And it, it may be that, you know, like I'm very hard charging or I'm warm and fuzzy. I mean, there can be, but it, you know, just tell them, you know, who you are. Um, you're going to have better conversions. I, I think, you know, we've been pushing for a long time. It's like, please show photos of like staff or the local office and local landmarks and not stock photos of, you know, gavels and columns and books, right? Um, putting personality first on attorney profiles, I think is really important and not just making a CV. I mean, I'll be honest, like lawyers all know what's important to each other. Like, you know, the fact that you clerked for some judge is like a really cool, awesome thing. Mm -hmm. But the average consumer, especially if you're dealing with, if, if you're not, you know, going after general counsel as your clients, the average consumer has no idea what that is, right? But they love the fact that you coach the little league team down the street, you know, so good. You were about to ask something? Yeah, well, so, you know, go, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on your answer there. And how are, I mean, so to sort of, if you will, sell yourself as being somewhat unique, what do you say to solo and small practitioners who don't have the traditional office that, you know, quite frankly, you're not going to get a, a group picture of the staff in a conference room uh, because, you know, you don't have a conference room or you're not going to necessarily get them in their office on the 14th floor of whatever, because their office is their home office. Yeah, totally. Um, so so, so what, what, what would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, like think about um, where, where do you spend a lot of your time and like show the show people like give people a glimpse of who you are as a person in real life and you will attract a lot more. Um, I mean, people will be like, you know, hungry to become your client versus, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, like being like because you know what, there's a lot of people who have the 14th floor office window with the big glass in it. Right. It's but, you know, who has a picture of them, you know, uh, with the Girl Scout troop? You know, because that, you know, in the community that everybody knows, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I, I know, you know, that school or that whatever, like, like that, that you know, we want to know who our, who our attorney is. I mean, you remember that this, these are sensitive and scary conversations, right? That a consumer is about ready to get, <laughs> to get into with somebody and they want to relate to that person. They want to feel comfortable. And, and that, that comfort is different, right? Like not everybody's going to be the perfect client, but if you give more of, of who you are as a person, um, and and this, that's why I think social networking, social media is great for that because people can, you know, like uh, we can go in a whole nother uh, a dialogue on, you know, posting from your business account versus posting from your personal account and, and, and the, the, you know, pros and cons of that, you know, because if people who can really get comfortable posting from their personal account as a lawyer and as a person, um, it works much better on social media than just your business account, right? So it's interesting. Um, but I, you know, it's just people hire people at the end of the day. So the more you can get them to relate, and I think it's fine. 
um, right now, especially for people to kind of, you know, even joke, you know, if you have uh, kids at home and your, you know, your home office, if you have, you know, your, your monitor set up and everything, and you have a picture of like the kids, like pulling you down, pulling your hair, whatever, you know, and that's your, your homepage profile. There's going to be a lot of people that relate to that. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I'm aware of some people in the past that are like, you know, what he's, he's in a home office. He, he, uh, or she, uh, you know, they're not really committed at being an attorney. They're, they're, they're just playing attorney or they're not, you know, they're just simply not a real attorney because they don't have that office. Has that transitioned more to being accepting of, you know, being at home, having the kids, you know, run in and out, uh, the dog barking in the background, um, that kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 th I, I think so. I mean, I, I believe so, but I, I think it also comes down to the type of client, right? If, if your client is the person, if, if you love working the client that expects the office, then you need to have an office, right? You know, like it's right. If, right. If um, you know, but if you can, I think this day and age, especially, I mean, there's all this opportunity on your website to kind of connect and tell people why. Right. So it's I mean, I, I could see somebody going, you know, like, you know, historically, you know, like the, the the local lawyer in town used to, you know, practice out of his home with the shingle out front and whatever, you know, and, you know, I'm like, to, I'm you know, bringing that back because, you know, what's get all the benefits of this, you know, between Zoom and you don't have to go find parking and pay for downtown parking and pay my extra fees just because I need the 14th floor office, like you said, you know, right. Like you can right, actually right. spin that in a positive way for the the potential um, client. So there, there, there's, you know, a, a, there, there's a marketing opportunity there, right? It, it is copy okay. and stuff, but it's, it's being real. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's turn this question on its head a little bit. And, you know, what, what ethics challenges are you, what three ethics challenges are you seeing attorneys have uh, with their digital marketing? Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> I mean, depends on the state. <laughs> Of course. Right, right, right. Of course. Um, and you're not offering legal advice. Yeah, correct. Um, so the the interesting thing about that, I, I think the the number one thing that uh, that lawyers struggle with on marketing ethics is the fact that they overemphasize marketing ethics. Um, to be honest, the 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 you know, like if you do if you do the basics correctly, right? It's if you're you're all the things you know not to do when you were. Um, you know, advertising anywhere else, right? Is it like online didn't change a lot of rules. In fact, there's very few places where it says, you know, only online, the ethics rules are like this, right? It's just, they're advertising rules. Um, so like if, if you don't, you know, change the way you went, I, but I think there's a lot of people went out and said, oh, the internet's a scary place. And let me use those scare tactics and uh, ethics to kind of like convince lawyers they need to work with me versus somebody else or something, right? I, I, I think that must've happened because there's a whole bunch of people that just got scared to even put anything online. Um, so I think that, you know, oftentimes when you really start getting, you know, getting in trouble is when you rank really well and then somebody complains for the most part, you know, we all know this bar associations, um, you know, great people, but they're extremely busy and understaffed. So they're not out looking at all these websites and trying to find, you know, where, you know, who might've not put the right, you know, um, you know, size of font at their disclaimer or something. Right. Um, that being said, you know, there were a couple states for a while, you still had to like send PDFs of things in and, you know, get them uh, approved. But I think almost all of those other than, I know Texas still does some things, but I'm, you know, I mean, Kentucky used to be like send a CD-ROM with PDFs on it, even like four years ago. So uh, <laughs> of, of your website, you know, but that a lot of these are gone now. I mean, I think people realize that like, that's just a lot of work that wasn't worth it. Um, the one area where I think people can get tripped up depending on the state is reviews. Um, and so it's funny, we come back to reviews and I just said, you know, like maybe we need to move on, but, uh, reviews are an area where, um, some of the States are leaning that if you are asking for a review, then you're responsible for the contents of that review. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm shocked by this because it, it I mean, I, I know, you know, first of all, the review sites don't really want you asking for reviews, but as a, as a, you know, attorney, I mean, you're not a restaurant, right. And people aren't just going to naturally leave right. reviews. Right. So you pretty much need to ask. Um, but the reviews go on these third-party sites that you don't have any control over. So to be responsible for a review that you don't have control over, right. And um, is, is, is crazy to me, but I know Florida, um, I mean, Florida's always tricked on a lot of weird things. And, and, and that's one of them, like the reviews, they've come out and said that, um, 
think North Carolina or South, one of the Carolinas. Um, and I, I know um, Ohio's uh, come out on like, if, if, you know, to please be careful on reviews, but they actually, if you can prove that you've tried in Ohio, they actually come out and said, if you can prove you tried to get the review changed um, or taken down or whatever. And the third party said, you know, like if Google says no, or Yelp says no, then they'll let, you know, they'll say it's okay. But it's, it's, um, because a lot of it's, you know, people will ask for review and then somebody thinks they're being really nice and comes on and talks about all the details of the case, right? <laughs> oh, you know, like, oh, and they did this and he won this and he's the best ever. And it's like, you know, or she did this and, um, and, 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 you know, she's the greatest attorney ever, you know, like all these things you can't and shouldn't say. Um, but if, as soon as you ask for review, uh, some of the states are kind of saying, well, it's kind of becoming a little bit like marketing and testimonials. Um, so that's one um, area that I think that uh, uh, people struggle in. Um, the well, last is if a client if a client wants to testify and talk about our testify you know talk mm -hmm. about his or her own case yep you know if they want to reveal their their confidentiality issues I mean that's that's their business isn't it, it? it I, I, okay so I, I agree <laughs> um, but <laughs> if you're in Florida and you asked the person to say whatever they want to say that's, that's where the difference is. So I, what I just oh, okay. told people is like, you know, stop taking, you know, there's a lot of people in Florida. If, if you're in Florida, I'm like, take the footer off your email that says, Hey, please leave us a review. You know, don't make it easy for the bar association to come and say, you asked for a review, you know, gotcha. Um, you know, but like, you know, you can have conversations about, Oh, you know, did, um, did you read our reviews when, when you can, Oh, that's great. Yeah, no reviews are really helpful. Um, you know, for people finding our firms and for us being able to help people. So, you know, I'm glad those reviews helped you. I mean, like, you know, you can, you know, like hint that it's a positive thing for them to do, but you're not, you know, like coming out directly and, right. and building the, the drip campaigns that like, you know, um, you know, endlessly ask people for review, which, which are great things to do. Um, just be careful in some of the States where um, people are, are, you know, like, and, and I, you know, I, I only know two people that they've actually done something to, and I don't even think anything really happened um, in Florida, but it's, it's on, it's on the books, you know? So, so, so one is reviews. One is reviews. Others? The other one is like, you know, overthinking and being scared to me like like don't be afraid of digital marketing just because you know you think that the ethics need to be different like do the things you've always done correctly um and you know like in in that there are things like um if you're supposed to you know like have copies of your ads that you did when you did like a magazine ad in the past um right. take backups you know have regular backups backups of your website you know if, if you do an ad take a screenshot or, or you know like well fortunately with google right it's almost impossible to delete ads you, you can only like pause and add new so you have all your copy of your ads if you're doing like google ads or something right so that you know like just keep the copy of the stuff like again these are it didn't change with uh, that uh, the other thing um that i would say is when people uh via testimonials or blog posts um uh you know, or responding to reviews sometimes, uh, like there are very quick, it's like, they almost forget that we're in, we're, it's my website is still like an advertisement as far as the bar association is mm -hmm. concerned. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they start talking about details, more details than they should about a case. They promise a little bit more than they, you know, like, like you can't say like, you know, you're the best and you always win unless you can prove that you're the best and you always win. Right. I mean, that that's, you know, one, one of the basics and you know, no, but, that doesn't really happen. So, you know, you can say, you know, you've won a bunch of things, but you know, like, so, and, and uh, I think that there's the, there's a lot of uh, law firms that knew that when they were doing print ads and like, were very cautious about it, but then I don't know if it's just the, the web was like this weird place. And they just kind of said, trusted an agency and said, well, you go do it. And then the agency is doing all the things that they would do for like, you know, the, the local plumber, you know, it's like, you know, best plumber right. in Cincinnati, you know, and, and so all these, you know, like your, and your title tags, your meta descriptions all over your website um, and your ads are all, all terms that, you know, ruffle the feathers of a bar association. Um, and so that's one, you know, just a, it's, it's your language. You have to be really careful. And, and again, it's the rules are the same. It's just, you're moving it online. Don't think that they're different. Um, so that, that's, that's the third one is just people get caught up on, on um, thinking that they're online so they can do, use, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, so hold on a second. I heard reviews. I heard don't be intimidated. I, what was the third one? Did I miss that? Yeah, no. So it's, it's um, when you're, when you're putting content on your website, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, not, you know, not ignoring the fact that you're still bound by the same rules of gotcha. um, like what you can say and what you can't say. You can't, you know, like talk too much about a case. You can't give details, right? Like, and you'll see people have blog posts about how successful they were with it, you know, and like go into, you know, maybe a little too much detail. Um, right. 
and or even yeah. like you know like, like the assumption of detail right it's like you can't say principal of this school oh i didn't give their name it's like well anybody can look up that that's the principal of the school i mean you know like like right. we, um so it and because i think the web pushes for so much content and all you know everybody's gonna say content's king write more content mm-hmm. i think some stuff kind of happens by accident but it's it's just something to be aware of just got to be cautious gotcha so let's move on to the second question uh, what are three tech tools attorneys are underutilizing in their online marketing? One of the first ones that I love um, that I think is very underutilized is um, kind of live chat and 24-7 call answering. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I think we we had mentioned uh, before we started recording, um, like, you know, we use Smith AI. So, yep. um, it, you know, same here. Yeah. So we use them at, at GNGF. We use Smith AI. And so we're, I'm fans of them because... Their live chat answering service, knowledge base, um, you know, like uh, if, if you want to, you know, like they'll monitor Facebook chat, it's all integrated, right? It's all one place. I need to go and build the knowledge base. And, you know, so that the people answer the phones, the people answer the chats. Um, so that's great. But w- we've got data that shows that law firms that add live chat to their website um, mm-hmm. grow their leads by a net of 20% on average. Oh, wow. Which is okay. A decent amount. Um, and it, it, it's not a cannibalization cannibalization either because we've done the study to show okay yeah maybe leads grew but calls dropped but like the net leads overall grew right like more there was okay. more leads at the end of the day um because that was one of the questions we often get is like well if they're doing my live chat they're just not calling me or something um but there are just people who you know because there's live chat there and are gonna you know use live chat and maybe they wouldn't have done anything else if you didn't have it and i think that's growing in terms of the generations too so that's so, one just so- adding adding that is important just focused on that, and I, I completely respect that you and I both use Smith AI, and this isn't necessarily to be a promotion of Smith AI, but how do you, what would you tell um, attorneys who are considering something like this, uh, alleviate their concerns regarding costs? Mm-hmm. Is it so cost that, prohibitive to do something like this? It, I mean, well, I, I, I don't think it's, well, I mean, if you wanted 20% more leads, what's that worth? First of all, right. Um, that's just for chat. Right. Um, but also, right. um, you know, you, you can find chat services that are, um, you know, when you get a lead, you pay a per lead. Oh. Right. So okay. there's, um, I think uh, I we've worked that. with uh, client chat live. I think engage works like that. I mean, they're, they're one mm-hmm. of those internet brand companies we talked about earlier. So, um, and, and we've had clients who use engage and, they really like them, um, and uh, the, the the tools are all very similar. Like they'll all plug in your website gotcha. in a very similar way. They work, you know, different on mobile than on than on desktop because you need that because uh, of some Google rules and stuff. But they, they they've got all that figured out. Um, but some are like kind of on a call per chat or, or a cost per you know so many bulk chats, and then anything right. over that's one thing. Some are like um, you know per lead you pay like thirty bucks or something. But if something comes in and it's not a lead, you can go to the back end and say, well, this, you know, this didn't match what we defined as a lead, right? They, they called about, you know, personal injury and I'm a divorce attorney. Um, and they'll, they'll take those, they'll, they'll take those off, off your bill. So there is ways to kind of do it in a, I'm only paying when I get the lead. Um, but, uh, and then the, the other thing about um, that I didn't mention on the 24 seven call answering is that um, the other thing I always tell people is, make sure you go to Google my business and update your hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. So if you're 24 seven call answering, update your hours to 24 seven, because when somebody has that issue and they finally, you know, get home from work and get settled in and maybe they've gotten, you know, the kids fed and stuff, and then they go pull their computer or their iPad out right. and search um, all the businesses that haven't done that say they're, they literally say in the maps closed closed right so they're not going to okay. get a phone call i mean you know like and, or click on they're not even click, i mean why would i click on a website if it says closed um i mean we've had clients who who uh i mean one in particular i know like called us like probably a few weeks after we we did that we turned it on uh, to 24 7 after they had a- added an answering service and he said somebody called him and said i'm calling you because everybody else is closed like okay you know just i mean so it's a simple again it's a simple tool so that's one before we go to the, before we move on, uh, just one thing I wanted to ask with the, I know with Smith AI, and again, not to be uh, promoting them today, not that that's a problem. Um, they do cross platforms. Their chats are cross platforms. So like, for instance, you know, I, I have it on both my website and on my Facebook page. Facebook, yeah. Um, and do do these other services, do they also do sort of cross platforms so that, you know, if you, 
buy into the chat that the chat service that you know it will work both on you know they'll do it on Facebook they'll do it on uh, LinkedIn they'll do it on the web page etc or is it just like focused on one particular um, so they, they they'll all do your web page and they typically all will also give you like a a phone number that people can text if you want to text through the platform so they can actually monitor mm -hmm. your text as well. Um, Cause that's another place where people, people will just text. They're looking for a phone number. They'll see your number on your website and try to text it. Right. <laughs> so, okay. um, and so they most do that. Not all of them do. I think, you know, that Smith has done a good job of like, you know, getting the cross platform. I was just talking to uh, somebody over at Smith about, you know, like, Hey, you know, Google's now, you know, with Google chat and stuff that's growing that people can opt into, you know, what are you guys doing about that? And so they're, they're working on it. Um, so I think they do a, a pretty good job of that, but, you know, check, check the other vendors. Like, I, like I mentioned, I know there's, um, well, heck, I mean, there's a, there's a whole host of them and I could probably get, get a list to you in the show notes that we would, we would all that would be great. work with. That would be um, great. Yeah. So, cause yeah, like I said, I, I, you know, we don't want to make this like a Smith AI commercial. We both happen to use <laughs> them. Um, but, uh, there's other good ones that our clients use and, and we work with them and they're great. So. So what's the second tech tool you would uh, say their attorneys are underutilizing? Yeah. From, from a marketing perspective again, right? So we're trying to spend this on the marketing side. So the yes, other for, one, their online, for their online marketing, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so so I, I think the other one, is, and this sounds crazy, but it's accepting credit cards. So uh, it's super easy to add credit cards into your, you know, your law firm, right? To accept mm -hmm. credit cards with, mm -hmm. you know, um, gravity legal law pay. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a host of them out there, right. Um, that are really focused on attorneys. They can make sure you got, you know, all your, all your rules are followed as, as needed. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot of people who, you know, are a little worried about lawyer fees and knowing that they can put on a credit card and kind of self-finance without having to be embarrassed to ask for a payment plan or anything. Right. Like, right. You're giving them that right there. Right. Like just by having that, the fact on your homepage, it says, you know, we take these cards, right. Um, and on the, the other side of the coin, like wealthy clients want you to take credit cards too, right? Like they, you know, they want their points, they want their miles, they want, right. It's, um, you know, everything's tracked that way. It's easier to pull into QuickBooks, whatever it is. Right. Um, right. you know, like, uh, you know, like I, as a, as a agency, you know, like my, my law firm, um, that I, you know, that it does, you know, a lot of my business, uh, you know, like contract work and stuff, um, they're medium sized regional firm. And, uh, when I was moving over to them, um, Actually, I'll set another segue on that in a second. But when I moved over to them, I, I asked them like, hey, I, I need to be able to use my Amex points, right? Like we're, I need to be able to use Amex. And they're like, yep, no, we take it. I'm like, well, that's good. And they're like, yeah, we're surprised that people don't. Like that, that was their comment. We're surprised that other big firms don't take credit cards. Um, but uh, my segue on that, because uh, I just popped in my head when we were talking about it is um, I switched to this firm because of the personality of the, the lawyer. Um, I'm kind of like a, you know, like a nerdy game board game kind of person. And, you know, I met him and, and it just, we were talking, we were talking about board games and like Settlers of Catan or something like that. And I'm like, you know, like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And then he talked, you know, suddenly we're talking about like Star Wars and Marvel movies and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is, and turned out he was like an, you know, amazing patent attorney and con uh, business contracts and just hired a business. Yeah. You know, like, like, Oh, well maybe you should take my business. Cause you're somebody I relate to better, you know? Um, so it's funny kind of right. going back to that earlier point. Um, so wait, I think credit that, cards. Oh, sweet. Okay, credit cards. But then I think we need one more. Credit so cards. The last one. The last one. I, I. I. We could probably go on for a while, and I would be interested in your take on this as well. But sure. Um. So the last one I, I have is kind of like uh, I, it's CRM, um, and I know like legal CRM is a is a term. Finally, uh, yeah. CRM is customer relationship management. For people don't don't mm -hmm. you know, maybe know. Um, I think that uh, firms are either underutilizing it or they're, they just don't have it. And my take is that there was a big push toward like practice management, right? Over the past 10 plus years, like heavy, heavy focus on practice manager, practice management, which was all about helping the law firm internally, right? Streamline internally, um, you know, track things better and that kind of stuff. But it to me, it wasn't really focused on the benefit of the consumer, right? Um, so you know, like I, I, I would challenge everybody to start looking at their kind of tech and their, their systems and stuff from a consumer centric standpoint, right? Put the customer in the middle and say, how, how does all this benefit, not just you, but, but the, you know, the, the full customer journey. 
Um, and I think illegal CRM tools that are coming out um, are, you know, can start doing that. Like Lawmatics has got a great tool, has a lot of workflow built in. I know Clio grows rebuilding the whole Lexicata stuff and in, in, in making it a lot better. Um, uh, you know, when you get lead docket, you know, so there's some good tools out there that are the front end of, okay, yeah, you did all your marketing, it came in, but now you can do some follow-up. You can, you know, um, uh, you know, send, send documents to be signed and stuff like that. And you know, like, uh, it, you know, quickly create a zoom meeting, connect into Calendly, like make these things easy for the consumer to work with you. And then, yeah, they'll all plug in your practice management and stuff. Um, so one of the trends, and you asked kind of about this with this like remote working and stuff. Um, there is a, you know, one of the trends that we found is that, you know, consumers essentially want to be able to access um, B2B and B2C services in new mm -hmm. ways post pandemic, you know, I, um, and, and we're not posted yet, but like, that's the trend we're seeing is going to continue. Um, so digital, I think is gonna be a big focus of that. I mean, uh, McKinsey did a study here just not too long ago, um, uh, the, the Duke uh, MBA school and uh, American Marketing Association did a study with uh, CMOs and like, you know, two separate studies. One of the key findings was this trend of digital services, you know, whether it be like telemedicine and, you know, Zoom meetings and, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, like web documents, as opposed to like having to, you know, hand sign things, all these, this trend was here to stay. Like out of all the trends that they found, they thought, well, maybe this is, you know, temporary and, you know, we'll get back to normal. But this one, when they said it's, it's not coming back to normal. So I think thinking about this uh, focus on the customer in this process and how to utilize all the technology. And by the way, once you do that from a marketing perspective, brag about it and talk about it, put it on your homepage, talk about why that's such a huge benefit. Cause that's what people are looking for. And if you're the only website that says we do zoom meetings, you don't need to come in for parking. You don't, you know, this, we can, we can do DocuSign. You don't need wet signatures because we've got all this figured out or whatever, you know, depending on your state. Right. Um, but if you talk to that, and, you know, like we have a portal. So, you know, all your documents are uploaded. We created these checklists and stuff. So you can do it from home, the comfort of your couch. Um, you know, if you're at work and your spouse is at home, you can both zoom in separately for the, the meeting we need to have with the estate about the estate planning or whatever, right? Like these things brag about them on your website once you have it, because um, nobody else is. And that's what people are looking for. So, you know, forgive me. I, you think you prefaced your answer by saying, you know, Mike, I, I like your your opinion on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's so, many, there's so many different things I could comment on, on that. Yeah. Was there something, I mean, CRM, was there something specific about CRM? That so the, the fact, well, do, I mean, do you agree that like, I think there's been a really big focus on the internal, the benefit to the law firm and the attorney more than the benefit of the technology to the consumer over the past 10 years. Like I, you know, that's just that's something I've felt is what I've seen from working. I've seen where, products are trying to have that client portal, you know, right. so the client can take a peek into his or her file and say, this is what's going on. These are my documents, et cetera. Um, I haven't seen a lot of attorneys adapting to that. Not that I'm aware of. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, cause I have a feeling that the attorneys really don't want people taking a look at what's behind the curtain because then they may get criticized for, well, why isn't this uploaded? I can tell you haven't reviewed this document. Um, mm -hmm. What do these markings mean? Um, you know, I, I, I see too many problems with, with I mean, you, you know, as an attorney, we have to keep our client reasonably informed, but that's inviting, you know, a minute by minute examination of everything that you're doing. And with today's, you know, we have to have it now society, they're going to wonder why this hasn't been looked at or this hasn't been done or what's the delay, not respecting that the attorney or attorneys may have other cases in the pipeline or in a different uh, part of the process as the case is being dealt with. Does that I mean, sort of make sense? Yeah, no, I totally get it. And, and I, I always look at stuff like that and go, what an opportunity to, to figure it out first, right? Like what, what an opportunity to say, how do I put the workflows in place to give the expectations and the updates and here's what it's like to work with me and here's the process. I, you know, you, you won't hear from me, but you'll see these documents on these dates when I promise them. You will, you know, because I'm working on your stuff and other people's stuff or whatever. Like there, there's opportunities there. I, I, it brings me back to a um, conversation we had with um, uh, uh, Aaron Gerson Zhang's a, a, a lawyer and mm -hmm. yeah. criminal lawyer in, in um, Atlanta area. Atlanta. 
Yeah. yeah. And so she came on a, we, we do an interview show, um, gngf.tv and she um, came on we were talking about this, like how she went really heavy into tech on her practice. And, you know, like, and she goes, I went into it for the benefit of me. And she goes, and then suddenly right. I had like clients kind of asking about some stuff and saying, oh, well, you mean I can do it that way? And this, and she's, she said, she realized, and she, it's opened her eyes to now going at tech in a, how does it benefit my customer? Because they, they got, you know, once I opened up the things that I was doing for me to them, they were ecstatic and it made it easier for all of us. Um, and so now, you know, she's kind of going with those, those eyes open. And that's all I'm trying to challenge on people. It's like, you know, Hey, you know, op open the eyes a little bit and say, where can you, you don't have to open up everything, but um, inviting clients into here's how the process works. And here's where, here's your step in the process. And here's my step mm -hmm. in the process. And here's where you can access the information. And here's where we can share it. So you're not waiting on me or waiting on an email from me. Um, here's where you can provide me information on this form so that I'm not waiting on, e I don't have to have an hour phone call with right. you, you know, like there's all these opportunities, which by the way, as a con potential consumer of legal services, right? Like I, I would much prefer to have a form I could do asynchronously than to get on a phone call. But I, I can see the flip side of that of a bar complaint. Oh, he or she did not work on my case fast enough or the way I liked it or, you know, et cetera, that you know, that just creates more problems. Yeah. I, like I said, I, 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 you know, there's, there's always the, the fear and change. Um, and I think that like consumers are pushing this way. So it's those who figure it out a way that starts meeting the consumer's need are going to be a little bit ahead. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to say that it, it, there won't be bumps right. and pains. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, I'm not like trying to just poo poo you. I'm just trying to like, you know, give alternate, theories Absolutely. about why people do and some people don't. And I, you know, I think I can say this, that no attorney wants a bar complaint, even as as frivolous as it may be, because it's just a pain in the butt. Yep. Uh, so, yep. so wait, make sure I got, I got, we got the, the banking, we got the reviews and uh, so we said, uh, we said uh, credit cards, um, live credit chat, cards. um, live chats. Yep. Live chat, 24 seven. And then the CRM and then, and then the CRM kind of like thinking, thinking CRM, like, so thinking the customer right, right. journey and how, you know, CRM can kind of build a workflow around the, the client. Um, and by the way, the first step in the CRM can kind of go back to some of the things we talked about earlier, which is controlling your audience and just being able to do right. follow-up work much more effectively. Yeah. I have plenty of uh, triggers that start workflows that once something happens, something else happens and several yep. other things will happen later in the future, which just comes in really handy. Um, so our last question and I think this one you'll really enjoy is what are three areas GNGF can help attorneys with their digital presence? Um, oh, so let, you're, let, let me talk about myself. Appreciate it. Uh, yes, so, please. Uh, interesting enough, um, I think one area that that we uh, GNGF and, and I think it's you know really my background. I, I kind of you know came up through uh, business consulting and marketing um, with a with a little bit of a tech background in there is that my focus um, and, you know, being a small business owner myself is, is I've, I've kind of trained our team to focus on the business goals first. Like what is the law firm owner's business goals? What is the, the lawyer's, you know, goals, um, you know, personally, professionally, get it all mapped together so that we can build the right marketing strategy. Like I, I, I hate seeing people get led into, Hey, here's an SEO audit or PPC audit to let me tell you all the things wrong. So you hire me to fix these things, right? Like it's, maybe you don't need any of that if your goal is to do something different, right? You know, um, so that, that's one thing I think that we, we help with uh, is just getting a clear, getting a lot of clarity around goals and how a marketing strategy matches to that. Um, and then, you know, then we can get into the tactics, right? So, and of course, look, you know, we all know that Google is one of your biggest referral partners these days. Um, and, uh, you know, like if you look at the, the, the Clio uh, data from 2019, it was like, you know, what, pretty much 50-50 in terms of people who look for referrals and people who just go search. Um, even people who look for referrals, we know probably go online and check you out anyways. Um, so of course we're good at, you know, all the regular, you know, usual suspects of SEO and paid advertising and content marketing and stuff. But like, I, I like to think that we are unique in that we try to get people to understand really, what, you know, where do you want your law firm to go and how do I build a marketing strategy that supports that? So that's one area. Um, you know, I think uh, we're also very good at, because we talked about this a little bit earlier, I, I think we've built a very uh, methodical way and in, in actually a little bit of a quick, it's quicker too. I mean, it's like, we don't take a lot of time to do it, but we've, you know, helped pull out a law firm, um, law firm's kind of brand and uniqueness. 
Um, you know, we, we have a bunch of questions that kind of get to some things and, you know, really we've had clients say, man, that's the, the first time anybody's asked me those type of questions about my business or me as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I think it, I think it's fun. Our team enjoys it, but it really kind of finds, you know, we find unique things about, you know, each lawyer. Um, and then we can, you know, use that in like designs and content and, you know, um, even if we're connecting traditional marketing assets to online, we'll go and say, Hey, you know, you're using this, you know, in your traditional marketing, but that doesn't kind of match your brand. Now we've got, you know, this brand platform and stuff. Um, so that, that's another one is just, you know, I think we're very good at helping kind of build out the brand and brand platform for a law firm uh, in a, like I said, in a methodical quick way, we don't try to you know spend too much time on it. We're not like a, trying to be like a New York style agency or anything. We're, um, and then I think the last thing, um, maybe it's not like, you know, something that's, that's unique and different, but I, I, over the past year or two, I think we found that, you know, a lot of law firms just really aren't ready to afford, or maybe it's not even the best place to invest their marketing dollars on these big, fancy custom websites. Um, I mean, we've been paid a lot of money to build websites and we get rewards and it's good marketing for us too. Right. But um, there's a lot of people uh, out there who, and but they may come to us and we say, well, the best use of your marketing dollar is maybe not to go build a fancy custom website. It's, you know, to do the things that are going to drive people to your website. So we spent a lot of time um, kind of taking a lot of our, you know, websites that were working well and we built our own like WordPress theme. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've built like three of them. Um, so people can kind of pick and configure. So it's, it's much more configurable, but people can get a website up quickly for much lower cost. Um, and then, then they can spend their, but you know, the rest of their budget on actually driving people to website. Right. Um, right. but so we, we initially built that thinking there's a lot of maybe, you know, startup or smaller, um, law firms out there that would be interested in that. And we can help more people that way. It's been surprising over the past year. We've actually seen a lot of more mature, successful firms opting that way, as opposed to, you know, these big, you know, $20,000, you know, custom websites and stuff. So, um, okay. and I think that's good, right? Cause like, Hey, instead of, you know, if I can do that for less than five and you get now $15,000 to use toward either content, SEO, paid advertising, or, you know, uh, a better dividend at the end of the year, you know? Well, so, but in addition to that, um, I, wanted you to talk about some of the online uh, thing. Well, like for instance, you have CLEs. What are your CLEs about? I, I was kind of impressed by that. Yeah. So we've been um, uh, going around for, I mean, it's actually, gosh, we're, we're, we hit 10 years this year as an agency. So we wrote the book um, 11 years ago and uh, kind of built an agency around it. Um, so our, our first, our first edition of our, of our book, Online Law Practice Strategies came out yeah, almost, almost 11 years ago. And with that, we kind of like, we're trying to get it out in the market and tell people about it. Stumbled on that, you know, lawyers do this thing called CLEs. Um, so we, we mm-hmm. reached out to the, some of the bar associations and said, hey, you know, we talk about this topic. What do you, you know, what, what, what would work for you? Um, and, you know, that's when we, you know, cause to write the book, we had to figure out, wow, you know, lawyers are unique in marketing. There's a lot of like weird ethic things going on. And this was again, 10 years ago when things were still a lot more gray. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of good, um, you know, like, like decisions around specifics, uh, that, you know, like we can talk about it, especially around social media and way blogs are handled and that kind of stuff. But, um, so we, we started going around and we found essentially, you know, what were things that law firms were interested in and bar associations were also interested in law firms learning and trying to like meld mm-hmm. those together. Right. Um, and so we've, you know, basically still how we get a lot of our clients is just, we go out and speak and teach as much as we can. Um, and, uh, I mean, like we've had people, you know, buy our book, come see us speak or, you know, check out some webinars and then send us a, a testimonial later on saying, man, this was very helpful. My business has grown. And I, you know, we didn't do anything for them as an agency. Right. That's right. awesome. Um, right. So oh, that, yeah. that, that feels good. And then, um, the other thing, you know, like sometimes they'll call and say, I don't have time to do any of this. Can you help us? And then, you know, we're here for that too. Um, but the CLEs, we've got, you know, like, uh, you know, social media ethics has been a big one because that's one that people get, you know, really tripped up on and I think can get tripped up on. Um, that's one we didn't really talk about too much earlier is the social media area. But uh, on the digital marketing ethics, um, uh, you know, that uh, we, we actually added in there just because of my background in technology. I noticed a lot of people were kind of getting stuck on, you know, like, oh, I'm afraid of the cloud and things like that. And so, you know, we did some stuff on on kind of like, you know, technology and some of the ethics around, you know, um, you know, security and other things, you know, law firms should be concerned about. It's not like we don't have any 
end deliverables off of that. It's just something that, you know, like we, people asked us if we could deliver. Um, we actually have one coming up that uh, we, we are doing with um, some, some other, you know, legal industry partners called, uh, it's from surviving to thriving. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I can get a link to you. Um, maybe we could drop it in Please. the show notes or whatever. Please. But, um, you know, I, we're already, I think, booked at like five or six bar associations and we just announced that we're going to be doing this. So, um, but we're going to do our own like webinar as well for people who aren't, you know, aren't able to see it at their bar, their local bar association. But it's really on the, you know, what are some of the trends where, you know, we've seen, like I talked about some of the trends and then how do people take advantage of it, of it from different you know angles. So we've got um, on there will be, you know, us from a, a marketing um, perspective, we've got um, you know, law pay on payments and payment plans and, and subscription kind of stuff. Um, I think we're going to have a, a representative from Clio um, talking about kind of the practice management and the tools and the, the back office stuff. Then uh, actually Clio's got a, a whole CRM piece too. So um, I'll be pushing them to talk more about that, of course. And then we've got um, a representative from uh, Smith AI kind of talking about, you know, that kind of intersection of, you know, leads into sales and follow-up and stuff. And a lot of people don't realize they can utilize their call service, especially like Smith, I know does this, but other call services to do outreach, right. You know, to, to, to reach mm-hmm. back out and say, Hey, we need to get that credit card information or, Hey, can you, you know, you didn't fill out this form or something like that. And that's a great time saver. Right. Um, and then uh, in terms of time saving as well, um, some law firms grow and kind of get, you know, stuck and, and um, we have law clerk talking about, you know, like all the outsourcing you can do now with actual legal services. Right. So you can get in addition, to just paralegals, but actual, you know, finding getting lawyers in your area. Um, who are looking for like outsource work. And so like, I, I think it's going to be great. It's about between an hour, hour and a half um, CLE that will be in a number of bar associations. I know we're already in um, numbers. Like I think we have some, a few in Ohio and Florida and there's Nebraska. And so you're doing these, these presentations through the bar associations with bar associations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we can okay. hit up, yeah. Hit their members that way. And then we're going to, okay, we are going to do a webinar version of this one. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what I'll give you the link to just so we can, for people who can't, um, you know, see it through the local bar. Do, do you know when the online version will be? Uh, I do, and um, but not off the top of my head. I think it's in April. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'll give you the link and the, and the dates and time and everything for the show notes. And I'm sorry, I don't have the top of my head to the rest of my no, team that's No worries, that. no worries. And, and I, I wanna thank you for being a guest. I mean, everything that you have shared is extremely informative and I, I think a little overwhelming that I'm gonna to have to like re-listen to our podcast a couple of times just to make sure I get down everything. And you know I noticed that on your website uh, is both um, not only the services that you offer but the CLEs and also your book. Um, so Mark tell us where can people find you? Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the book because uh, I we we had the book and people can go on Amazon and grab it. It's fifty dollars, and you know, be happy if people do that. Um, it's online law practice strategy. It's our fifth edition, so when you write mm-hmm. a book about the internet, you got updated a lot. <laughs> so, uh, but we we did um, create an ebook version that um, that if if your listeners are interested, they can uh, get a free version of that um, if they're, oh. they're fine with ebook instead of you know having paperback. Um, but they can, and I can get you the link, uh, but it's, it's uh, the numeral four, four mm-hmm. dot GNGF. So that's our, you know, URL four dot GNGF dot com forward slash savvy, S-A-V-V-Y. Um, and Excellent. we'll get you that link that people, yeah, your listeners can grab a, a, an ebook version of, of that. I mean, it's 300 pages, full color, lots of great information in there. Um, for if you want to a little more about, yeah, if you want to learn more about the agency, we're at GNGF dot com. Um, I can be found on Twitter. I probably... Uh, between Facebook and Twitter is where I spend a lot of time. Um, so at Mark underscore Homer, or we're at, at GNG found um, Facebook, just uh, search for Mark Homer and you'll, you'll see me. It's all, it's very branded around GNGF. Um, also I've been snooping and popping up in rooms on clubhouse lately, just trying to play with that platform and see if I'm going to, going to continue with it or not. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And we've got all our videos and interviews on um, the business side of running a law firm. Uh, right. GNGF.tv. So so I, I got to ask, uh, not to catch you on the spot, what are your first impressions of Clubhouse? So I, I really want to like it because to me, it's it's like um, Facebook Live meets podcast, right? I mean, it's, a, it's, okay. it's an interesting opportunity for creators to kind of um, get more of a discussion going. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like, I, you know, as, as someone who, you know, focuses on a lot of content and running a business and, and a team and, you know, like, I, I feel like I need to stay in a lot of deep work moments, you know, 
and uh, there's a it's it's very distracting. I mean, I can shut off my my you know Facebook and and you know for a few hours and stuff, but like you get on Clubhouse and it's like you're listening. You don't want to hang up off of the room because it's like something interesting going on. And um, so I, I, I'm I'm gonna try. We're, I'm moderating my first session um, uh, here coming up soon uh, with with some people on on um, legal marketing, and so we'll see. Um, I know like Mike, Mike Whalen, I don't know if you know Mike Whalen from Lawyer Forward Community. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's been playing with a lot and we've been talking about, you know, like ways you can use it to supplement content creation as opposed to making it okay. being the content creation. I think that might be right, an interesting right. way to have like, we're missing all these small, you know, like four or five people conversations that we would get at like all the conferences we'd go to. And it's like, how mm-hmm. do you know, how can we kind of like build that with, with a little more access? And so I, we're still playing with it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, we'll we'll be sure to out. share a link uh, for your clubhouse presentation because I'm sure the listeners would be, I'm interested. I'm sure the listeners will be interested too. Awesome. Um, but I want to thank you for joining us and we appreciate you being a guest today. Thanks for having me, Michael. And a special thanks to our new sponsor, Podcorn. Easy to set up, easy to connect with sponsors, easy to get paid. Podcorn, get paid for your podcasts. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the TechSavvyLawyer.page podcast. Our next episode will be posted in about two weeks. If you have any ideas about a future episode, please contact me at michaeldj at the TechSavvyLawyer.page. Have a great day and happy luring. <laughs>